Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to episode seven of the Supernatural Life Podcast. My goal to help you grow in your connection with God so you can manifest God in your world and experience God on a personal level like you've never experienced Him before. I'd like to ask you, if you would, please subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. However you're listening, that way you'll never miss out on new episodes. And leave us a review that definitely help us getting the word out. Also, if you can share that on social media, man, that'd be really, really great. We've been seeing the numbers of listeners going up every single month and getting some good responses from people. Uh, just letting us know how much this is really helping them and truly making that connection with God and and seeing results and ministering to other people. Uh, So we're really enjoying doing this and we appreciate your support. Uh, Today I want to look at a topic uh, sure to ruffle some religious feathers, but it's simply this is is a statement I made last week. I was ministering in Warner, Oklahoma, and I'll tell you what, we had some marvelous, marvelous miracles. Actually, let me tell you about some of those. Uh, before we get going in the in the teaching here, I was in Warner, Oklahoma. Uh, some good friends of mine, uh, pastors Rennie and Patty Ole. Uh, Warner, Oklahoma is kind of south of Muskogee, uh, about 45 minutes from Broken Arrow and Tulsa. And uh, we were teaching on the life of God, and and uh, you know we were having our supernatural conference we've had there the last three years. We had these two particular uh, healings that that really stood out. Uh, one was a, a teenage girl, and just sitting in the in the auditorium while we're ministering, uh, she says she took her glasses off. She was nearsighted. She took her glasses off to rub her eyes. Her eyes were itching. And when she took her glasses off, she noticed that she could see clearly. And she put her eyes, her glasses back on, and her vision was blurry, and she took them off, and it was clear. Anyway, God instantly healed her right there. And then there was another gentleman. Now, I had seen this guy on Sunday night. He came and shook my hand. And, you know, not, not being, uh, trying to be funny or anything, but kind of reminded me of the hunchback of Notre Dame. I mean, he was hunched over, bent down, and his neck was crooked. And I remember he leaned over and shook my hand and then put his head back down. And he basically walked while he was looking at the floor. Well, uh, it was a Tuesday night. I'm sorry, Monday night. He comes up at the end of the service. I don't even recognize the guy. He's standing up over six foot tall. Comes and shakes my hand, and the pastor's wife, she comes up all excited and starts telling me who this is. I mean, we were ecstatic. We started calling everybody in there, and we asked him what happened. And same thing, during the service, he said he was sitting there, and he said while he was sitting there, he felt his back starting and start to straighten up, and his neck starting to straighten up, and he was instantly healed. And uh, we had talked to his wife, and she said he'd been that way uh, for many, many, many years. Uh, if I remember right, it was due to some type of uh, car accident or something that uh, greatly increased uh, some issues that had been going on since he was a child. So uh, it was just really amazing to see those things. It's even greater in the sense that you know nobody prayed for these people. Nobody laid hands on them. We're just teaching them who they are in Christ and uh, awakening them uh, to what's on the inside. And as they as they begin to grab a hold of that and their eyes got on Jesus, all of a sudden, wonderful, wonderful things begin to happen in their body. 
So, uh, but this is a statement I, I was getting ready to tell you. While we were teaching, um, I made this statement. You need to see yourself as Jesus. Now, at that point, most Christians would, would cut this thing off uh, and say that we're being blasphemous and stuff like that. But uh, give me a chance. Let's look through some scriptures because I'm not going to tell you to do something uh, that isn't scriptural. And you'll find that Jesus uh, was uh, doing uh, pretty much the same thing, uh, except he was seeing himself as God on the earth uh, in much of the way that we need to see ourselves as Jesus on the earth. So, look, let's just look through some of this. John chapter 8 and verse 16, Jesus makes this statement. He said, I'm one with the Father who sent me. And I found this to be true, that all throughout the book of John, Jesus is always talking about his union with the Father. I mean, it's like Jesus couldn't come up with any new sermon material. He's always talking about the Father and him being one. Uh, John chapter 8, verse 30, Jesus says, I and my Father are one. John 8, 38, he says, It's the Father in me, and I in him. John 14, 10, he says, I am in the Father, and the Father in me. And then the very next verse, he says, I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Uh, and then in John 14, 7, he makes this statement. He said, you have known him, known the Father, and you have seen him. Now notice what Jesus is getting at. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Why? Because we're one. We're in union with one another. And it's it's always important to remember this. And I'm always endeavoring to get people to 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 stay hold of this this truth is that Jesus was doing life as a man. You know, Acts ten thirty eight says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, and went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed by the devil. Now, Luke chapter two says that the child Jesus began to grow not only in stature but also in wisdom. You know, God doesn't need to be anointed; He doesn't need wisdom. He is the anointed one, and and He He is wisdom. He doesn't need it. Uh, he doesn't grow in it. Uh, and then Philippians chapter 2 tells us that Jesus laid aside everything that gave him an advantage in this life. And he humbled himself and he came and he did life as a man. So, yes, Jesus was 100% God, but he was doing life as a man to show you and I what is possible for a man or woman that's filled and united with God. And the statements that Jesus is making about himself, they're statements that we need to make about ourselves. So I like to put it like this, that Jesus, uh, he preached the in God scriptures. He always talked about his union with the Father. And, and once we get saved, we need to be talking about the in Christ scriptures. You know, these are the scriptures that tell us, you know, about our union with Christ. But remember what Jesus said. He said, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no man can get to the Father but through me, but by me. And so the purpose of Jesus coming uh, wasn't necessarily to change our destination. It was to change our position. Uh, before Christ, we were outside of God. After Christ, we are inside of God. We are one with him. And yet the natural byproduct is we do get to go to heaven. There's very much a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. But the purpose of salvation was not just to get you uh, to heaven. It was to unite you with God. And that was Jesus' crowning achievement. Uh, his ministry. And so we see this in John 14, 20. Uh, Jesus is letting us know his purpose. And he said, at that day, you'll know that I am in my father. And then this is where he starts including us. He says, I'm in my father 
and you will be in me and I will be in you. So up to this point, Jesus has always been talking about, I'm in the Father and the Father in me. I'm in the Father and the Father in me, that I am one with the Father. And he is one with me, just on and on and on. And then here, this is the first time that he starts to include you and I, John 14, 20. And then John 17, this is when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's praying to the Father before he goes to the cross. And Jesus' prayer, he said, you know, I pray this for all those that will believe in me through the word. So he was talking about you and I. He's talking about all those that would come after uh, he was gone that would believe. He said, I'm praying for those, Father. And he said, I pray uh, that you, Father, in me and I in you, that they would be one in us. So Jesus' prayer before he went to the cross, he said, Father, I'm about to do this. And my prayer, my prayer is that in the same way that you and I are one, that all those that would believe in me would be one with us. So friend, you know, Jesus was praying for you. He prayed that, that the same union that he had with the Father, that you would have that same union with them. So that you could say in the very same way that Jesus did, I'm one with the Father and the Father is one with me. That I'm in the Father and the Father is in me. And you, you may have to sit there and think about that for a little bit because I'm telling you, uh, it'll play with your mind. But this is what Paul was getting at. You know, in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, he said, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, and he also said in Colossians chapter 3, uh, verse 1 through 3, he said, Set your mind on the realities and the truths of heaven. Uh, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You know, we need to think the way that Jesus thought. Oh, I've been saying this for years. If you want to do what Jesus did, you need to think the way that Jesus thought. Proverbs tells us that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so if you want to do the, do the things that Jesus did, get the results that Jesus did, we need to think like he did. You know, he said in John 14, 12, whoever believes in me will do the very same works. Well, a lot of us have been trying to do the works without having the same perspective and the same mindset. And when you start trying to do the works without seeing the way Jesus thought Saul and, and thinking the way that he thought, uh, those works aren't going to work for you. Uh, I can tell you firsthand, it ain't going to work. You need to think like him and see like him. And so this is what he was praying for in John 17. And then he goes on in verse 23, and he says it again. He said, I in them, I pray that I would be in them and that you would be in me. And so, you know, I like putting it like this, you know, in algebra, the, yes, the, the equation of A equals B equals C. Well, it's found right here. And John 14 and John 17, it's what Jesus was talking about. He said, Father, that, that I be in you and you be in me and that, that they would be in me. And so the result of uh, us being in Christ is that we get to be one with God. Why? Because Jesus was one with God and Jesus was a mediator and he connected us, uh, connected man uh, with God. And so like we said earlier, you know, Jesus preached the in God scriptures. He said, I'm, I'm in him. I'm in the Father, and the Father's in me. Well, once we get saved, we start preaching the in Christ scriptures that uh, I'm one with Christ, and Christ is one with me. I am in him. You know, we've talked about the in, in the Christ scriptures, uh, those scriptures that says, you know, in Christ, in him, through him, uh, by him. And there's several of them that are very, very important to me. 
Uh, you know, there's a, there's around 130, 140 of them throughout the New Testament, depending on how you look at it. But to me, you know, there, there's about uh, 10 of them that are really, really significant for me. And I pretty much preach these everywhere that we go. Uh, but we won't go through all 10. I just want to give you, you know, maybe about four or five of them. Uh, the first one is 1 Corinthians six seventeen, and it says that we are one spirit with the Lord. We're one spirit with the Lord. And all these in Christ scriptures, I mean, it just hammers home our unification, our union with Christ. 1 Corinthians 6, 17, I'm one spirit with the Lord. Uh, 1 John 4, 17 says that as Jesus is, so are we in this world. And I love this because notice it's, it's talking about present tense Jesus and present tense you and I. It says as Jesus is seated at the right hand of God, so are you and I in this world. So in all reality, the only, now think about this, the only thing different about you and me and Jesus is the fact that you and me, we have a mortal body. Think about that. As he is, so are you and I in this world. The only thing different about me and Jesus is I have this mortal body. The only thing different about you and Jesus is you have a mortal body because we have been divinely connected and in union with him. Now, friends, it's not, it's not saying, we're not saying that, you know, you're Jesus. Uh, no, we're not saying that at all. Uh, but because of your union with Christ, uh, you can represent him. You can look like him. You can smell like him. You can act like him. You can get the very same results as him. And it's no different than what Jesus was saying. Jesus wasn't saying that he was God the Father. No, he was saying he was one with him. Uh, he'd make statements that, that the, the Father sent him, and yet the Father was with him. The Father never left him or forsaken him, and it was the Father on the inside of him doing the works. And yet, then he'd go along and make the statement that, if I don't do the works, don't believe me. Well, in one sense, it'd be a little confusing because it's like, okay, Jesus, is it you or the Father? Is it you doing the works or the Father doing the works? Because in John 14, you said, it's the Father on the inside of me doing the works. And then in John 10, you know, he says, if you don't believe, if you don't believe me, believe the works that I do. Well, it's because of the union. Uh, it was actually both of them. And you know, when you and I when were ministering to the sick and, 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 the, and the Spirit of God's being manifest through us, it's both of us. You know, it's God doing the work on the inside of us, but it's you and I being the vessel. It's you and I stepping out in faith. It's you and I having that very same perspective to allow God uh, to work through us. Uh, and this is, you know, Colossians chapter 2. This is one of my favorites. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6, Paul makes this statement. He said, if you've received Christ, now walk in him. If you've received him, now walk in him. And so, you now I've put it like this. That they're basically, this is a two-parter. Uh, the first part is you receive Jesus. And so every Christian, doesn't matter your denomination, your background. If you receive Christ, then that's step one. But step two is you need to begin to walk in him. You need to walk through him. I do like Paul said in Acts 17, 28, it's in him that we live and move and have our being. See, this is the dividing line between the Christian who uh, is just a Christian by title and then the Christian who gets results and proves out and manifests his Christianity for the world. And then Paul goes on in verse 9 and he says that Jesus, he's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And that'd be great if it just stopped there and we we praise Jesus and magnify him. But then in verse 10, Paul says, and you are complete in him. Now check this out. 
He said, Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily and you are complete in him. What he's just said was, it's the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and you. Now, friend, think about this. How in the world could you go through life and be lacking anything, missing anything, not be anointed enough, not have enough authority, not have enough power, not have enough peace and joy? How could you go through life and not be healed? How could you not be righteous enough? I mean, it's absolutely impossible. You got Jesus, who's one with the Father, one with the Holy Spirit, and then he got you in him and you became connected to him divinely uh, unified with him. And that got you in union with the father. Uh, another one that many of us know uh, is Galatians chapter two and verse 20. And, and Paul says, you know, it's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life that I live in this flesh, I live by faith in the son of God. Again, union, but there's a faith piece to it because everything on the outside of you is going to be telling you you're not one with Christ. You're not one with God. But see, it's not about a feeling. It's not about anything on the outside. It's about faith. It's about your belief. It's about your knowing. And that's where you got to change the way that you think. The last one I'll give you is Colossians chapter 1 and verse 27. It says, uh, the mystery of the ages, or I like to say the mystery of the gospel. It is this. It's Christ in you, the hope and the expectation of glory. So, you know, in these last, you know, 17, 18 minutes here, grab a hold of this, that Christ, he was one with the Father and the Father was one with him. And through salvation, through your union with Christ, it got you one with the Father too. And so we should get at the point that just as Jesus was able to say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, we should be getting to the point where you could say, you could tell the world, if you've seen me, you've seen the Christ. Think about that. See yourself as Jesus and you'll start getting results as Jesus. We're not saying you are Jesus, but I like to put it like this. In my prayer, my devotion, my worship, we're separate. And I'm worshiping Jesus. I'm magnifying him. And I'm totally dependent on him. And yet through ministry and in life, we are completely one. And I see ourselves as one. Yes, I'm still dependent on him. I can't do anything without him. I couldn't heal a flea. But through our union and through him working through me mightily, we manifest God to the world and connect the people uh, to God. So, hey, um, I hope you enjoyed our time together and that today not only helped expand your mind of what's possible in Christ, but also help you grow in your connection with God so you can manifest him to your world. Make sure and subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. And remember that in Christ, come on, say it. In Christ, we always win. God bless you. Till next time. Bye-bye.